Welcome, welcome to the next Likeability Podcast. I am so glad you are listening today. Hey, this is episode number 22. This episode, we will continue to look at how likability helps strengthen your influence at work, at home, and really with all of your relationships. In this episode, I'd like to begin a series on the topic of leadership identity. Identity. This will be part one on leadership identity. In previous episodes, we have looked at how emotional intelligence impacts several areas of our leadership, our management, and even in our personal relational lives. As a quick review, as we get into this topic of identity and leadership, let me list the uses again of strong and healthy emotional intelligence when building likability. So number one, emotional intelligence can preemptively relieve stress. Number two, it helps us to communicate effectively. Number three, emotional intelligence helps us to empathize with others better. Understanding emotional intelligence, especially our personal emotional intelligence levels, helps us to overcome challenges. And number five, it helps us to diffuse, diffuse conflict. You know, when we consider our identity in leading others, or in managing others, or even maintaining good relationships, let's consider a couple of great ideas. Now, first, let me frame this, this idea of identity, leadership identity, it, that's going to be, we're going to talk about in the next uh, few episodes. When I speak of leadership identity, this is what I mean. It's the process of associating the self or ourselves closely with other individuals and their characteristics or views. Now, let me say that again. It's, so when I speak of leadership identity, what I'm framing it as is the process of associating ourselves closely with other individuals and their characteristics or views. Now, in my opinion, the leadership of others requires a baseline assumption about our behaviors, our individual behaviors. Our behaviors are benchmarked at the foundation of our identities, or simply, how we see ourselves. You know, think of it this way, layered above that foundation, we have our personas, our self-perceptions, and our presenting behaviors. Now, that's a lot, but let me, as we go through this, let me just reframe that a moment. So, presenting behaviors, these are the behaviors we let others see. So how, <clears throat> how we identify ourselves is the bottom or basis for our personas and our presenting behaviors. Let me say that again. So how we identify ourselves is the basis for our personas and our presenting behaviors. In other words, the things, the behaviors people see. Now, I have many examples from my own professional life as a trainer and coach as it pertains to the topic of identity. And as I share this example here in a moment, you'll have your own examples. So years ago, one of the first times I coached and trained in a certain large Manhattan company, I struggled with how to identify as a new contractor in their environment. Now, obviously, I was hired and under contract, so they had 
checked out the company and checked me out and so forth. But my struggle the days before flying to New York from Atlanta was not with the quality of my training materials. They included a lot of research, strong research, and had been proven to be effective. The struggle was not with my ability to coach or my ability to train. I could trust my experiences and my credentialing as, a, as, a, as an executive coach. My techniques had been proven to be successful. But here was my struggle. My struggle was with my friendly style and transparent approach to training. And what I mean by that, specifically since most of you may not know me, I've been known to share very personal stories from growing up in the South and my colloquial approach to professional development with leaders. So I have a laid back, personal, transparent, colloquial approach to how I deliver very important leadership concepts. And also, having a PhD is looked on a couple of ways from my experience. One, before I become on the ground there in New York, would they consider me to be a stuffy academic or sometimes others want to overly challenge me in training environments or even in coaching sessions because of the doctorate. That's just from personal experience, it's just true. They want to prove themselves smart and an expert in their industry and, and that's not hard to do because I'm never an, an expert in most of the industries that I coach and train in. So the two ideas of presenting myself as stuffy, which literally it's not possible with my personality, and two, being challenged by those intelligent folks always is possible. I won't really understand their industry as well as they do, but I'm still not talking about identity. My decision is I flew to New York for this contract, which by the way went on for years after this, was this. And it came, I had dialogues in my head before the flight, during the flight, and on the ground in New York as I traveled to begin that particular phase of the contract. Is my voice said to me, be true to who you are. Be true to who you are. I am an expert in my field, but I also love humor and fun, and I don't take myself too seriously, and I try to keep the training and coaching light with a balance of serious concern for the leadership development of the, of the person or people I'm working with. In other words, I never let my humor crowd out the importance of a coaching conversation or in the way that I develop and deliver leadership core competency training. So it went, it went well for years with that particular corporation, and I think my example here is basically find out who you are identify and proceed with your expertise. So one tip here to remember before I jump into all the tips for this episode is identity is more important than what you know and who you know. So the tips and concepts for this part one episode on identity are described in these five aspects of personal identity. So here's number one. These are tips Number one, know your interests. Number one, your interests. Number two, know your likes and dislikes. Number three, know and understand your talents and abilities. 
Number four, know with clarity your values and your beliefs. And number five, know clearly your goals, your interests, your likes and dislikes, your talents and abilities, your values and beliefs, and your goals. Now what I discovered with my New York client is that I am the best when I am true to who I am at my core. At my core. Who you are at your core is not for everybody. Maybe take a listen to some earlier podcast that I did on authenticity. Those were episodes number 9 through 12. Episodes 9 through 12 of Likeability. You and I will be better leaders when we work to get to our who as we also try to discover our what. Let me say that again. You and I will be better leaders when we work to get to our who as we also try to discover our what. This is important. Who we are should drive what we do. Who we are should drive what we do. So to finish up with part one on leadership identity, let me review and give us a starting point for our next episode. So let me reframe those five aspects of discovering identity. Number one, really know your interests. Really know your interests. Use them to deploy your identity. Number two, really know your likes and your dislikes. Use them to discover what you should spend your time in. Number three, Really know your talents and abilities. Let me restate that one because this one becomes a problem sometime in self-awareness. Really know your talents and abilities. Use them to activate your what, what you should be doing. Number four, really know your values and beliefs. Use them to ignite your passion for work and life. And number five, really know and define your goals. Use them to order your daily, monthly, and yearly steps. And we'll have to leave it there for this episode on leadership identity. And we'll continue these ideas in our next episode of Likeability. So let me thank you again as I close today for listening to the podcast, Likeability. And please tell your friends where to find it. Please subscribe to the Likeability podcast and follow for great content and some special offers. And today I actually have an offer for you, so hang on a minute. My book... Likeability can be purchased on Amazon or Audible and now on Spotify. Another of my books, Sensible Leadership, is also helpful for your leadership development and for developing your team. All of my books have workbooks that can be used with your team development. And today I have a special offer on this episode of Likeability. If you would like a free coaching consult, a coaching consult, and what that is is a free 30 minutes with me to discuss how coaching works and the benefits it brings to individuals and teams, I want you to send me an email and request the consult at D-R-T-R-O-V-E, Dr. Trove, capital D, capital T, at troveinc.com, Dr. Trove, at troveinc.com. And remember, you can work on your likability to create greater influence and impact on your relationships. Until next time, this is Dr. Rick Forbus.